with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fine edition of Ghost Chronicles International, right here on Masterpiece Theater. With me, my co-host, all the way from the land of the Red Dragon, is Mr., well, the incarnation of Harry Price himself, Steve Parsons. What, you mean I'm dead? <laughs> Should be. I guess, so anyway, I guess Steve? Harry, I guess as Harry was old and bald, then, yeah, I kind of do fit the bill. I Thanks, Ron. I don't know. Yeah, that's no problem. <laughs> Whatever. So anyways, before the uh, you were you were talking trash about burning something or whatever, I don't remember what it was. It was some kind of trash talk that you usually do. No, I wasn't. I was uh I was telling you about a book I've been reading um about the 1814 British invasion of America when we accidentally <laughs> burnt down the White House. <laughs> accidentally. Um, but but I yeah, I was that revisionist history. Yeah, uh, it's it's been a bit revised. Apparently, they stopped off for a meal, and uh, got some nice new shiny coats, and then inadvertently set fire to everything. But yeah, then yeah. it was in, it was in retaliation because two years before, uh, American troops had burnt down um, most of Toronto. Yeah, well, so, there's so no you start right there. it. Anyways, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, God actually smatted you down for that because after that uh, huge fire, uh, yeah, that huge fire, uh, God opened up the skies. In fact, including a, a a tornado and actually decimated the British troops. And the rain put out most of the fires, so Washington was saved. Ta doesn't mention that That's in the book. As I said, it, it, it does say specifically it was an accident um, and that we didn't mean to do it and we were all terribly sorry about it. Uh, That's but not we were true. dealing with Napoleon. They tried to burn time. everything in sight. They tried burning no, everything in sight. What did you come no, up with that? No. It was an accident. Yeah, whatever. Deny, deny. Anyway. Plausible deniability. Or deniable plausibility? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, we have a guest on the line. All right. So, anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with the Reverend Steve Parson and the poor old backwoodsman, uh, Val Hainsink. And our special guest is the snake lady herself, uh, Wendy Beeks, who goes around investigating with snakes and the snakes eat the ghosts, and that's the end of that, I guess. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> Oh, Good dear, evening. Oh, he's, he's been on the ginger <laughs> wine again, hasn't he? <laughs> snakes. I, I, I actually fear them. <laughs> so wait, what do snakes got to do with ghosts if they're not to eat them? I'm, I'm not sure how this fits in. You'll have to explain this to me. Yeah, no, it's got nothing to do with snakes. I've got definitely got nothing to do with ghosts. It's just a, it's just a name. It's just a, a pagan name that was given or that I gave it to myself. Oh. Oh, so 
and well, I mean, do you like snakes? I mean, why why snakes? I'm just curious. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, why snakes? If I don't were you like in the Garden them. of Eden or something, or I don't know? Well, if I was, I don't think I was um, that pure, to be honest with you. But hey. <laughs> <laughs> Snakes for a reason, obviously, because um, snakes to me, they, they go between worlds. Um, they go way back, you know, in history and whatnot. So I just had a, yep. a, a thing about snakes. So I just decided to call myself Lady Snake because I'm no lady. So it just kind of yeah. like matched in, really. Okay, so you know snake and you know lady. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So does, just... it, does the Trades Description Act apply here in any way? <laughs> I have no, no clue. <laughs> No, well, you wouldn't. You, you live in the colonies. You haven't got civilization properly over there yet. No, definitely well, not. Well, I'm somewhere well, in world. Oh, um, I just, I'd just like to. Uh, I've just had a tweet here from from um, the government, uh, wanting just me to just to reiterate once again their apologies to uh, the people of Washington for our accidental burning of the Capitol building and the White House. Accidental. Apparently, yes, I'm, I've been asked to pass on their, their uh, sincere and further apologies. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Which, which, which one is? Which one? Which queen was this from? Uh, queen David Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> and anyways, Wendy, uh, what part of the UK are you from? I know that that uh, Mr. Parson is from the land of the Red Dragons, Wales, and and where are you, young lady? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this posh now, Steve. Okay, because I'm from Cheshire. Um, <laughs> so so am I. So am yeah, I. Cheshire, Cheshire. Yeah, so am um, I. <laughs> but really, to a lot of people, we're most probably just across. I live across the water from Liverpool, basically. I'm in a very small town called Ellesmere Port, and that sounds quite uh-huh. posh as well. But it's not, believe you me. No, it's not. <laughs> Well, I mean, I've been watching Midsummer's Murders, and and evidently all of of the UK is very posh. I mean, even the poorest people live in these beautiful houses. So, I mean, I you know, it's the land of uh, honey and uh, bread over there, evidently honey and wine. Wine, possibly a lot of it, <laughs> especially in my area. So, so Wendy, uh, uh, Lady Snake, whatever you prefer. Uh, Paranormal investigating, uh, do you do it as uh, scientifically, because we like to throw that term around, makes us look a lot smarter, or do you do it spiritualistically? I do a bit of everything, to be honest with you, because obviously um, when you're doing paranormal investigations and and you're doing old buildings, you know what I mean, is the ghosts in them, who knows? You know, at the end of the day, each each person's very, you know, personal to them, whether they see or whether they don't. One person can say they've just seen a ghost, another one will say, prove it. You know, it can't be proven sometimes. Sometimes it can. It, it comes down to a personal preference. Um, I don't, um, obviously, if I'm investigating, I go in on a teaching side of things and, and give them the information that I know um, or my ideas. And then obviously they've got them of their own. And there is a lot of equipment, as you said, and, and some, of, some of them are just um, little toys, as I, as I call them, because um, they haven't really got that much of a scientific um, thing about them. You know, I mean, let's go with a, the, you know, oh, let's hang on a minute. I've got a little ghost box. Well, it's radio at the end of the day. Radio's talking back to you, simple as that. Um, <laughs> other people will see it differently. Um, so it's, I'm not there to judge anybody, really. I'm just there, you know, to obviously, if people are there to have a good night and they want to go screaming up and down the corridors and that's up to them um but i'm there myself 
um, personally to see what I can get and what I believe and what I pick up, if, if that makes sense to you. Okay, it, it does in a way. So I, I, I assume when you, you, you talk about this, you are, uh, do you consider yourself a medium? Um, well, I consider myself a psychic witch. A medium is, is um, totally different again, because um, I like to do a bit of well, everything do you, again. Do you speak to the dead? Do yeah, you speak, speak to the dead? dead. I don't like to have, you know, obviously there's different people and they'll have a certain thing, like they'll, someone will say they're a witch, someone will say that they're a psychic, a medium. I do a bit of it all. It's just that I haven't got a name yet to, to poke the whole lot in, if you want to call it. I'm the old seer. Oh, okay. So so you're, you're kind of like, I, I see what you're doing. Yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah. So uh, my friend uh, is very quiet, so I'm not sure what that means. I'm kind of a little nervous. Uh, no, 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 no. It's just, a, it's just usually a, I, can't, I, I can't shut him up. <laughs> I'm uh, when, Wendy's from the same part of the world as I am. I'm also from, from Cheshire, and I wouldn't dream of challenging a Cheshire woman on anything. <laughs> and, well, you know the interesting, and actually I'm on your site now, which is the... Methwick Paranormal Investigations? Did I say oh, that right? right? Smethwick? That, yeah, that's actually not mine. <laughs> You're oh. talking about Smith, Smithwick Paranormal. Um, they're a paranormal group in Birmingham. I work for different paranormal groups. I don't stick with one. Oh. That's because she keeps getting bored. Yeah. <laughs> 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 from one to another. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Run! <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what you're making me laugh, do you? Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting I'm for so some confused, sort of I'm waiting for more sarcasm. That's all. <laughs> I'm no, we, we 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 absolutely have no sarcasm in the show. This is a sarcasm-free zone. Uh, Orbs and sarcasm-free. So uh, we're pure of heart, and uh, and we are surrounded by white light. Right, Steve. I refer the honourable gentleman to the answer I gave some moments ago. Wendy is from Ellesmere Port. I'm also from just up the road from Ellesmere Port. I grew up in the area. I know how fearsome these women are. I am not going to contradict her. <laughs> no. Even, even, even though there are 200 miles between us now, I am still not brave enough. <laughs> All right, so, so let's look at it at a different angle then, since Steve's not going to be absolutely of any help to me, I can see this. Um, Didn't say you, I agree you with consider yourself a, You consider yourself a witch, so I do, do you yeah. conjure spirit? Do you conjure spirit? No, I don't. I, I don't um, agree with certain things, um, to be honest with you. Um, I believe in a lot of positivity. I believe in working with the divine. I work, um, you know, obviously with nature, that sort of thing. So I don't really think that calling and conjuring upon spirits is the right thing to do. Um, if spirit comes in, then happily, you know, I mean, you'll communicate with them or, or you'll work with them. Um, but to be perfectly honest with you now. I don't. And then people will say, oh, well, you're meant to be a witch and you conjure in spirits. Well, no, we don't, actually. OK, we'll call upon or we'll ask upon. And whether, whatever we get or whatever divine um, God or goddess we get um, is, is down to it, really. So it's a bit of a contradiction to itself, but um, it's how I work. What, what would you say the difference is? Because you've just used the words and the, the terms of God, goddess. Um, mm. 
And Ron, Ron's question was specifically about conjure, uh, conjuring up or, or calling up spirit. Yeah. What, what would you, do you define the difference or can you define the difference between a god, goddess, uh, as opposed to a spirit? Well, yeah, because your god and goddess is the sun and the moon, you know, and, and that's the way I see it. You see, so I, my... I, I was just trying to get you to try and explain a little bit more about which uh, pagan, um, I presume we're talking about uh, pagan Wiccan, Wiccan pagan. Um, to some of the listeners who may not necessarily understand what it's about, because it's it's a quintessentially British religion, isn't it? It is, yeah, um, and a lot of people. But then again, America has got a very big following of it now. Um, you know, over yeah, the not years. since we burnt the White House down. <laughs> no, 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 we don't. We don't even talk about yeah, that. Sorry about that, Washington. Yeah. Right. Moving on. It's- it's actually a religion, obviously, and it has come from um, the UK. And you, you've got to look at it. Generally, we worship a, a god and a goddess. You know, we work with um, moon phases, to be honest with you. Okay, so we work with like a divine. So we, we honour a divine form of like a, a triple goddess that's like the virgin, the mother, the wise woman, the crone. Okay, and we work with the moon system for waxing the full, the waning. You know what I mean? So, and this is how Wiccans really work. So, if that is making some sense to you, it's it's generally we. I'm trying to get this in the nicest possible way for people to understand it. Okay, it's our form of magic is is thinking is okay. Is the divine is is trying to make magic um, with energy of energy of people and you know the thought process. That's generally what witches do. And how would you relate that then to ghost hunting, which I know you've recently set up your own uh, particular ghost hunting group, which is that ghost hunting with... Oh, I didn't know that. Is that ghost hunting with a Wiccan uh, bias? Because that's completely different, isn't it? It's it's a new angle on on, um, ghost hunting. It is. um, Well, obviously, I do work with the different groups, and I'm about to go down Essex for Halloween um, with another group, and they've asked for it to be um, to have a ritual put into Halloween. Now, obviously, you have your seances, you have everything else, and you have your paranormal bits and bobs. Um, but generally, um, they've asked me to do a ritual to see if anything else or if any other spirits will come forward or if people don't like witches or whatever else. So generally, if you look at it on a paranormal side of things, there's no difference in you going, uh, going in as yourself. It's just that you're going to say, you know, there's witchcraft here, there's divine here, there's a ritual, there's certain things, you know, that I'm going to put into place in a certain area. Um, you'd understand it as a hot spot or a cold spot, yeah? And that's generally what I'll do. I'll open up a circle mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll, I'll work it that way. Have you ever looked at uh, particular cases such as Pendle Hill in Lancashire where, where the ghosts are specifically witch-related? And this might also possibly apply to Salem um, over... In, on the American uh, Northeast. Yeah, uh, I ha- obviously I have looked at the Pendle Witches. I've been there myself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, if, if you said to me, you know, um, what, what's your you know, take on it. My take upon it is, you know, okay, what's your was, take on it? My take on it. <laughs> <laughs> my take on it is that there, there was a few witches practicing there. And obviously there was also some innocence, you know, um, to the time, but that's my personal preference to it. Do you find that you, you being a witch, does that allow you to connect with the spirits of the deceased witches more easily? Are they more comfortable speaking with you or connecting with you? Do you think? I'd like to opinion. say yes. I'd like to say yes. 
But in all fairness, until that happens, which hasn't happened to me yet, Steve, to be honest with you, I can't answer it. I wish I could. I wish I could say, yeah, you know, that they're, they're going to connect with me because I'm a witch. But I haven't had it happen yet. Ron, you've also got uh, some uh, witches who are ghost hunting, haven't you? And I believe we've got some, uh, one joining us for Spirit Quest. Kelly Spangler. Yeah, did they, did, does Kelly find that her witchcraft is an advantage? Do you, do you happen to... Does she, do you well, she'll, she will tell you yes, but, uh, you, you know, I mean, it's, it's just another modality. Um, uh, I, I've used spells in... in um, ghost hunting before and, uh, and had some decent results with them myself. Uh, but you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I mean, it, it's so, it's so undefined ghost hunting as far as, you know, evidence, evidentially it's, it's, it's just difficult. I mean, you, are you get, do you get better results with, well, what's, what's your results? I mean, you know, I mean, do you get more orbs? I don't know. I mean, it, it, it depends. Um, so I guess that's, you know, it's interesting. Let's put it that way. I guess that's the best way of doing it. It's another way yeah, of looking at ghost hunting from a different perspective. I yeah, think... what's coming across? Sorry, Wendy. It's okay. Sorry, my apologies. I think, if, if I can answer just slightly, I think witches, um, you know, when we're doing it, when we're doing uh, paranormal, we have a bit more respect for spirit. So I think that does help because we're going in and we're respecting. We're not going in and we're shouting. You know, we're not doing um, what a lot of other people will do and, and start shouting and commanding. We don't do that. You know, we go in with the respect and hopefully we'll get that better connection. Um, and obviously our energies could be a, bit, a little bit more because we're more, our alpha states are more calm with being witches and we know, you know, what we're working with. So if that helps, I, I'd say that helps within a, a paranormal investigation. Can you just, um, again, for the benefit of those who may not understand, you've just used the phrase uh, alpha states. Right, alpha state. For, for it, It's really simple. When we go to bed at night and we're just going in um, to sleep, we our body twitches, you know, and then it starts relaxing down. Well, at the alpha state, that's what it is. It's just our body relaxing. And the most psychics and mediums and witches actually will go into alpha state and do their connection with energy to other people. And that's mostly where they're getting their information or they're bringing their information from because they're in that state. Is that effectively trance then? Is that, is that similar? No, it's not, is it? Because you've got, mm-hmm. you know, you've got like, it's just a relaxation, really. Alpha state is just right. it's, it's exactly. relaxed. You can, you can use that. You can use that in sports. You can use that in in many different things. Um, it, it, we use uh, you know count alpha countdowning, and it's it's not common. It's it's used a lot, and 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 like I said, not in just ghost hunting, but also in sports and uh, studying. Uh, you know, re- relaxation. Uh, you know, it's just bringing your state where, where you're. You don't have all the busyness, busyness going on in your mind. Is that a kind of a way to dis- describe well, it, yeah, Wendy? Or well, well, yes, because you know, your mind's not busy. Like everyday stuff's going to go in your mind anyway. You know, we can't shift that from our mind state. But what we can do is it's it's like a control, really. You know, if you can relax yourself down and put yourself, it's like a meditative state. If so, it, it's not right. quite trance to be honest with you. But if you're nice and relaxed and you're nice and calm, it's like we're all talking calmly now. And the more you talk calmly, the more relaxed you become. And that's generally what an alpha state is, relaxation. 
Okay. Right. That, I just wanted to clarify um, because it's our, it's... our good glass of scotch does the same thing. So, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, anyways, um, Wendy, uh, you, you, you mentioned something earlier, which you talked about evidence. To you, uh, you deal with spirits, so you know they exist, I guess. But um, what kind of evidence are you talking about? What, what to you is defined as evidence? Well, obviously, um, either I need to have a straitjacket and go to a nut house, or I'm, I'm generally talking to <laughs> someone when I'm, when I'm doing a, a reading or a, a spirit communication with somebody. Evidence to me is if I'm sitting in, some, in front of someone and I'm picking up, um, say, their father, their father tells me how he's passed, blah, blah, blah. I'm not meant to know that. So, you know, that the way I see that, you know, I might not be seeing the person in front of me talking to me, but I'll be getting images and I'll be getting other bits and bobs. So it's different types of clever and all the rest of it um so to me that's that's evidence and that's how mm -hmm. i see it now some other people they're going to say well that's not good enough but it's good enough for me right well, can, can I, I ask wendy can i ask wendy and it's a question i i do tend to ask a lot of uh psychics mediums um because what intrigues me is you you basically uh intrinsically know that there is spirits um, and that you are able to sense them around you. Why do you go ghost hunting? Right. <laughs> I think, you know what, I have to answer that one as honestly as I can. I th I did I had no intentions of going ghost hunting to be honest with you. Um I think it was because I was invited um and then I just went along and you know and it stemmed from there and the reason why I've opened up my own is because I'm sick and tired of people being ripped off. I'm sick and tired of people, you know, um faking things, you know, like that incident with the um uh, that was on this morning the other day. <laughs> Say no more. Oh, oh, you mean, I didn't you hear mean, that. You mean well, we had a we had a psychic medium who uh, was conducting a ghost hunt not very far away from where I am in uh, Southwest Wales, um, and after he'd uh, during the uh, the ghost investigation, there were some clear responses, some knocks and uh, raps from the ceiling above the room they were in, uh, which were really quite extraordinary. And shortly after the group left the room. Uh, out popped a figure through the roof hatch and ran away. Um, <laughs> and there's sort of been a, a huge uh, sort of furore about it, uh, people saying that uh, the medium um, had planted somebody into the attic, into the uh, space above the ceiling, in order to uh, to uh, join in and give give the, uh, the group uh, a more interesting and more exciting experience. Needless to say, all parties, uh, all accused parties are denying it, and all accusing parties are saying that uh, it actually happened. So, um, he was a homeless guy. <laughs> uh, a very, a very well dressed homeless guy as yes. well. Yes. Um, <laughs> was, was it an, was it an event or a, an actual investigation? It was an event investigation. Yeah. <laughs> um, so things thing? that's really gone well for us, that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. But there's that many, you've, you know, obviously you do have your serious, serious investigators that go out. You know, you have your scientific ones, um, you know, like Steve, um, that will keep an open mind, but he'll also tell you what's right and what's wrong. 
you know, and, and then you've got your other ones that will literally go and throw, you know, I've been on that many investigations and I've, I actually have seen a couple of mediums standing there picking up some stones and throwing them and I've turned away. And, and you know and, and I'm loving to just shout and say excuse me why did you do that but it wasn't my event but I did let the people know that was running the event you know what had gone on and, and what I was disappointed in so you know obviously you don't need if you're going to go on an investigation go on one with an open mind go on one that you know you can do a bit of scientific you can do a bit of you know um, like I do, I do a bit of teaching in mine and I think that's what I'm doing different I'm showing people you know the hot the cold spots the hot spots you know how to sense on certain things you know I'm, I'm giving them my knowledge and I think that's what's doing it differently but you know if you get nothing for the evening you get nothing okay so I, I actually you, you talked about cold spots and, and hot spots so if you pick up on a spot do you do the rest of the team measure that spot because I assume well, you know you're picking it up on uh, uh, psychically rather than uh, yes. or yeah, okay. Um, it, it, it depends because obviously, you know, I've worked with, with quite a few and some will actually measure the temperature and, and will check and, you know, I mean, and, um, but obviously I'll have the psychic side of things where I'll say to people, you know, um, going, going in, in this so-called so, so much of an area and see where they can pick up. And a few will pick up on the same hotspot, but it's actually been done on purpose anyway, you know, because um, as Steve knows, you do do um, little bits within stuff. And then you have your other people that, you know, I mean, will go to, oh my God, it's a man and he's doing this and he's doing that. You know, <laughs> So at the end of the day, you do have your investigators, you do have all your equipment, you do, you know, test things, and then you do on the psychic side of things. And that's what make, keeps it interesting, I think, is doing a bit of both. Okay, that's. Uh, yeah, I'm just. I was just curious. Is so. It, <laughs> He's, he, I think okay. you've killed him. I was going to say you've been all quiet. <laughs> what have I done? I've never heard. I've never heard. Have you put a spell on him? <laughs> I must have done something. Eh? I've. I've never heard him go all uh, all all this quiet and coy before. It's really unusual. Either that, or I baffled him completely. No, I think his Skype's broken. Anyway, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet and Para-X. And I don't know if we're due a break, and Ron seems to have disappeared. So in the meantime... No, I'm back. Um, oh, you're back. I'm back. Oh, you're back. Um, I'm back. Yeah, you seem to have... We thought you'd gone all shy. So, no, uh, actually, I was, on, I was on Facebook. I, I was on Facebook, and, and I, I saw Cal. I guess Cal is working with the uh, the moon god, too. Oh, you've seen the picture. I did. Yeah, t that was that was partial eclipse, fortunately. Yeah, yeah, thank God. It wasn't well, whatever. Anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Toji Night Parax Ghost Channel and Beyond. Our Done special that. guest Done that. is Done that. Snake Snake Lady. <laughs> did you do that? No, I didn't. No, you did I, not. You, you, because you came back on and butted in before it finished. Oh, excuse me. Anyways, we have to take a break, so what do you think of that? I was about to do that as well. What do you need me for? <laughs> Did we? Anyways, we're speaking with uh, Wendy Brinks, the snake lady, paranormal investigator, and witch, self-proclaimed witch, I guess is the proper term. So anyways, we'll be right back after the following message with uh, Beyond Bizarre, which will thrill everyone. We'll be right back.
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And I'm the lead investigator of East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. And we'd like to invite you to tune in. Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Every Wednesday night. At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.toginet.com. So, so we are, what are they going to hear on this stupid show? What are they going to hear? They are going to hear things that they can't believe are happening. Like uh, Beyond Bizarre. And Cemetery Tripping. Oh, that's your deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one of these days you're going to get uh, so scared of one of these cemetery tripping things that uh, you'll, I'll have to get a new co-host. <laughs> I am brave beyond belief. Nothing yeah, we'll see. scares me. Except so anyways, if you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Anne and Ron. See you then. And apparently we're back, Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X, Ghost Channel and beyond. And we tonight our very special guest is the very aged Van Helsing. Um, and my co-host tonight is Wendy Binks, the snake lady, psychic, medium and witch. There you go. Hello again. <laughs> <laughs> so- well, he was off on, well, Ron was off on Facebook, so I thought, well, you know. Whatever. Might as well do it Anyways, for anyway, I, I actually learned a, a, an astonishing uh, fact, and uh, I understand that Wales has the largest camera obscura in the world. I don't know the answer to that one. I've never, honestly, don't know. Where is it? Uh, I can't remember the name of the town. Uh, did you uh, did you ever hear about that? Uh, when the camera obscura? When did you know what I'm talking about? It's the one I'm, in I'm blonde. <laughs> I've gone blonde on that one. I think it's uh, there really? might be one in Bangor. Um, 
that seems to bring Benga. about. Uh, I don't know if it's the world's biggest, but according to uh, yeah. Uh, but anyways, a, a camera obscura okay. is actually an ancient device, and it, and it's it, it actually I would love to to do a ghost investigation at one of these locations because. Uh, you want to capture the ghost without being aware of it, then the camera obscura is that because uh, it basically is a, a uh, optical system that projects the uh, whatever it sees onto a uh, like a table, and you see it in true color, and uh, it's it moves on a, an angle 360 degrees, so you could go into this building and look at the adjacent countryside and uh, uh, some unsuspecting ghost could very easily be uh, captured. So what, what do you think, Steve? Well, actually, I found it. Um, and it, with typical British uh, understatement, they're actually only claiming that it's one of the world's largest camera obscuras. Um, mm -hmm. And it's in uh, the town of uh, the the town of Aberystwyth, the university town of Aberystwyth, which is about fifty miles north of where I live. Um, mm -hmm. But what's interesting, you talk about possibility of seeing a ghost in a camera obscura, but there mm -hmm. are also ghosts and even um, monsters appearing on Google Street Scene, aren't there? The modern day camera obscura get to see the world. Oh, from that's the, true. Uh, that's true. Uh, so I guess Google is is kind of the modern camera obscura. I guess, except it's not as cool. So, Wendy, I mean, when, do you? I, I assume you do scrying and that type of of uh, of um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> you do scrying. Yes, <laughs> I can do. So, this. actually, Ron, the technical term for a scrying device, which was uh, goes right the way back to Greek times, is uh, the psychomantium. No, psychomanthing, well, depending, no, I, there is no, a psychomanthium okay. chamber. Yeah, but the psychomanthium chamber is where you go to do scrying, where you stir into a, lit, a, a pool or a mirror or a, or a flame, um, mm. normally right. a reflective surface. But the, it goes, I mean, modern parapsychology uses uh, psychomanthium chambers in order to, to test the idea that people can enter these uh, Disassociated states in order to see have apparitional experiences. Mm -hmm. uh, so it does go back a long way, but there is, you know, a proper sort of defined, you know, term for it. Uh, yeah, there you go. Okay. So, so Wendy, wh why you do this psychomanthy gazing or whatever the heck he calls it? Um, <laughs> have you have That's you right. ever have you ever seen spirit in it? To be honest with you, um, once I was actually doing a um, crystal ball. I was doing that sort of thing with a class um, in my shop at Steve Remembers. Um, I was doing um, one of my closest friends had passed on. And I don't know whether this is just myself at the, at the time, but I was actually telling everybody to, you know, um, to focus into this crystal ball and to do it a certain way. And as we, as we was doing it, I'd, I'd seen like a, a shadow of, of wings. Um, so called. But now I don't believe in angels and that sort of thing. Um, well, I'm still open minded to it, but I haven't seen anything. So, well, anyway, I've seen these um, like black shadowy wings and as i'd seen them i thought oh okay you know it's most probably just my mind's eye and as i'd said it you know three of my other students at the same time said did you just see those black um wings 
So at that point, I thought, oh, right, okay. Um, my friend had said to me, because he was very much on his angel side of things, he said, if I come back, I'm not going to come back with white wings to you, he said, because of, of your witchcraft. He always joked with me. He said, I'll come back with black wings. So whether it's associated with that or not, I believe it is because um, it's what I've seen, but it's the only thing I have seen when doing um, scrying or crystal gazing. And, and has your, uh, as far as scrying and also, well, not so much uh, crystal grazing, but scrying or mirror grazing, mm -hmm. gazing, has your ever, has your face ever transformed or, um, let's see, transfigured? No, actually, I haven't um, had that look that other people have, you know, other students have done that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I think one was with a mirror and water upon the mirror and they did it that way. Um, and then they said that they'd seen somebody um, or they'd seen, you meant to see the other side of you and all that sort of thing. And they said they'd seen a family member um, through the mirror. Um, so you, you have that. And then there's other people that say that, you know, I mean, there was colour or there was like flames and whatnot and that their distorted face was on there. So, but it's not for me to say to them, you know, that's right or wrong. Um, it's just what other people have stated, what other people have said to me. I'm just right. wondering if I start, if I, if I start scrying, um, and I'm sure, I'm sure my wife would love my face to transform into that of George Clooney. Um, <laughs> maybe I should give, maybe I should give that a try. Actually, she has a thing for George Clooney. That's uh, we're having uh, we're having a, a frosty day today. When when I when I discovered that. Oh uh, well, life's tough. Get over it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, you should try scrying, Steve. Actually, I mean, all these it can these be. modalities should be should be tested and and should at least experience. It how if you don't how experience do you know them. I haven't? Ooh. You just said you didn't. I trusted no, you. I no, I didn't. Yeah. I said maybe I should try scrying and transfiguration. Which, which infers you hadn't in the past. You've just mentioned transfiguration, Steve. Thank you. What, <laughs> what, what's your take on it? I remember at school we used to play a game um, where you would either stare at a friend's face or stare into a mirror. And the there was never any... Uh, there was never any attempt to see the dead or, or, or contact spirit. It was see yourself as you were, uh, as you would be when you were an older person. Um, and it was it was quite a, a game that we, you know, often used to play um, as children. I don't know if you if you played similar sort of games, Wendy, but I, I guess you know that's always been my my kind of take on it. That it's what we're really dealing with is an optical trick. Um, and a mental trick rather than anything uh, spiritual. Uh, but I know a lot of people who do use scrying and do use other, other techniques that are similar to scrying, including mm. transfiguration uh, as part of spirit you know, communication. But I'm, I'm always sort of drawn right. back to that childhood game, and that, that's sort of kind of uh, the way I feel about it. We've, I've used it on, on, on investigations, has anybody ever played that game where you uh, say, oh, is it in the mirror five times? Uh, Bloody Mary, Bloody, Bloody Mary, Mary, Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary, yes. Has anybody ever tried that, been brave <laughs> enough to actually do that on a ghost investigation? Yeah, on a ghost investigation, but the kids do it often. <laughs> yeah, I've done, it, I've done it several times in haunted houses, and I'm still here to tell the tale. I'm going to have a go at that one. I'm going to have a go at that one. I'll tell you what, you, tr you offer to do that in front of a group of people and you'll soon see, you'll soon see the room empty. 
because we're all we're all deeply it's incredible how many people who are ostensibly brave suddenly become very suspect uh, very um nervous and anxious yeah. when confronted with something like that sort of like the ouija board I, yeah, 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 kind of, kind of. I remember uh, there was a, a, a Northwest medium, and Wendy would know who I, who it was, but I'm not going to say, um, who swore that she could never do a reading uh, or couldn't even be in the same room as a Ouija board because these devices were so bad and so evil that she could actually sense well, them. Especially the prices they're charging for. Um, well, but we actually, me, me, we actually have to take... We actually have to take a short break now because we have to play a uh, Beyond Bizarre, and I think you'll find this one quite interesting. So can we play the Beyond Bizarre from Bala Vera, please? Mike, the Headless Wonder Chicken. In 1945, farmer Lloyd Olson of Fruja, Colorado, went to his barnyard to butcher a chicken for his family's dinner. But the chicken in question had other ideas. Olson skillfully beheaded the fowl with a swift axe chop, and the body, like those of so many freshly killed chickens, began to stagger around. Then, it took off running. The next day, Olson found the headless rooster still alive and pecking. Unable to kill a bird with such a clear will to live, the farmer began using an eyedropper to feed rain and water down his esophagus. He then drove the bird 250 miles to the University of Utah in Salt Lake City. There, scientists determined that Olson's axe blow had missed the rooster's jugular vein, and a subsequent blood clot had kept the bird from bleeding to death. The brain stem, which controlled most of the bird's reflexive functions, remained attached to the body. Oblivious to the fact that most of his head was missing, the rooster continued trying to peck for food, preening its feathers, and sleeping with the top of its net under its wing. Over the next 18 months, Olson continued to use an eyedropper to feed the bird, who flourished in spite of his handicap, growing from 2.5 pounds to a robust 18 pounds. Dubbed Mike, the headless wonder chicken, the plucky rooster and Olson set off on a national tour and became the subject of articles in Time and Life magazine. Unfortunately, Mike's miraculous life came to an abrupt end in an Arizona hotel. The rooster choked, and Olson was unable to find an eyedropper to clear his feather friend's throat. Today, Mike still has his own fan club, and his dauntless spirit is celebrated annually in Fruta, Colorado, on the third weekend in May. Mike's festival includes a chicken recipe contest, a chicken dance contest, and a 5K run like a headless chicken. Appropriately, the event's website states, attending this fun family event is a no-brainer. A hilariously frightening fact from Barla Ventura's Book of the Bazaar. That by far is my favorite uh, Beyond Bazaar. That, that actually sits really well with uh, Wendy and I because both coming from Cheshire, we, will bo- we both know the story of not one, but two ghost ducks, both of them headless. Really? Yeah, just outside Ellesmere Port. Do tell, do uh, tell. There's a village crossroads just outside Ellesmere Port, not very far from the big shopping, pre, uh, the big out-of-town shopping retail centre, um, where at the crossroads it's reported the 
spirit apparition of a headless duck, which we thought was amusing enough, but then we discovered another village two miles up the road claims a similar phantom. So not very far from where Wendy is in Ellesmere Port, there's not one but two headless ghost ducks. How cool is that? (laughs) Could it be the same No, they're different colours. They're different colours. Okay, okay. We actually have a question from Wendy in the chat room, and this is from Mr. Para. And, Wendy, the question is to you, uh, could they ask, Wendy, if a ghost can use the Internet, uh, sites like Facebook, uh, if they can use other forms of communication, can they use social media? Hmm, interesting question. It's not as stupid as it sounds, actually. No, it's not. You know what I mean? I've just had this funny thought, though, you know, spirit sitting there with his, you know, his little computer and his little thing in front of him, giving it loads. Um, I'd say, well, obviously, spirit is an energy. So energy can go anywhere and, and do anything, really, can't it? You know, so at the end of the day, I suppose, well, I, I can't prove it, but I suppose that, you know, I mean, we can link um, through people in any which way, really. It doesn't really make a difference because objects um, don't mean anything. You know, I mean, obviously in their living life or, um, with spirit, then an object or their object or their possession would have been very important to them. But once gone, um, obviously, I don't feel as though um, there's anything to stop them from doing whatever they want, really. So, I mean, this fits right into uh, all the stuff that Steve uh, loves and, you know, EVPs and uh, the ghost box and all that. They're using electronic pieces of equipment if, oh, yeah. if they can I'm use. Oh, yeah, surrounded by ghost boxes and K2s. And <laughs> exactly. So if, yeah. if, if, you, if they could use yeah. those, then it's only the next step up, of course, that they could use the computer. I mean, I remember seeing uh, a cartoon on Facebook where everybody's sitting around a table and, and uh, speaking to the ghost is a woman with in front of her, and she says, uh, if you're here, can you please text us at uh, whatever it was. So, I mean, it's, 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 is it a possibility? I mean, Cal Cooper, you can ask him. Uh, you know, in fact, we will. He's going to be on the show next week. Uh, his telephone calls from the dead. I mean, how much of a difference is that from uh, the computer, really? Well, you don't have to type on the telephone, so there's one clear difference. Just, just point. Well, I mean, it, it was it was a year, uh, not more than a year ago, that uh, ju- a, a, a gentleman in the United States received emails from a dead person. Uh, well, again in Cheshire, um, there was a very, a very good case uh, that goes back. Uh, I can't remember the exact date, but it certainly goes back around about fifty years or more to the advent of uh, computers, where there was a. A time slip apparition um, or a ghost from the past, uh, from the Tudor period, that was using uh, a a computer in order to communicate with the living owner of the property um, and claimed to be uh, living in the property in the Tudor period. Um, So a living ghost, uh, a living entity from the past uh, was using a computer in order to communicate. Yeah, wasn't the wrong... Wasn't that one with Charlie Chaplin as well? Did you hear about that one? Where he was a time slip. Did you watch that one or is that something that you're going to go, right, no, that's all fake, blah, blah, blah. Um, Because they they were... 
There's a big thing on it. Um, I think it was an Irish gentleman had, had said that he had a clip from um, Charlie Chaplin and on it um, he was walking down the street and there was apparently someone from a time slip and they had a mobile oh, phone. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, the, fo- I've seen the photograph. That? Yeah, I've yeah. seen the photograph. Um, so yeah, this still, actually, I mean, I, but is it, that fits all the way back into the ufologists who see drawings on pyramids and say, okay, that's a spaceship or whatever. So um, it, it's interpretation, I think. Uh, it, you don't you don't actually see it as a, it looks like a cell phone, but we don't, it's not clear enough to tell that it actually is a that's cell phone. That's right, it isn't. It's a Nokia 3310, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ron's absolutely correct that the picture, there is a picture and it does, um, there, is a, there is a person in the picture who's uh, got their hand to their face in a way exactly right. like a modern cell phone mm. user would have, but you can't mm-hmm. see what what they're holding. It could be a Nokia thirty three ten. It could just be a device for removing earwax. Yeah, there's there's actually uh, drawings on on some of the pyramids that that show Egyptians the same thing with their head, their hands up to their ears like they're talking in a cell phone. But you know, do we really know that that that's it? No, that's that's great for a no, conversation. Nokia that's went around that, that far back. They only found it in the uh, 50s, wasn't it? I, I, but, I don't know, though. If you come back to it, I still believe that, you know I mean, if spirit is going to prove themselves or if there is, you know, something there, then it is an energy at the end of the day. An energy can build up and, and possibly, you never know, there could be a spirit sitting there typing. Do you know what's, what's, what's very, very apparent? Listening to these conversations week after week and tonight's as well, is there, it, it always has to be maybe, possibly. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we don't know. We're not. And isn't that the great conundrum that, you know, people have been looking for ghosts for over 3,000 years and we're still stuck with maybe, possibly. But, but that's the same thing. I mean, it's for you, ufologists and, and cryptologists, same thing. It's the same thing. If, if, UFO, if UFOs exist, why don't they land on a White House? You know, White House. You know, so if ghosts exist, we burnt why, don't they all, <laughs> why don't they all gather at the White Yeah, because you burnt it. Well, it's back, all right? So, I mean, it, it was it's, an accident. It's, you're looking for that, that proof until you get that absolute proof, which we may yeah. have. Uh, it's always going to be conjecture. I mean, to to Wendy, it's reality because she lives in the land of spirit. Uh, to other people who don't, though, it'll always be open to interpretation. I don't know, you know, this, like, I don't live in the land of spirit. Um, I wish I did. Um, it might be a nice well, place. Well, you do, because <laughs> you call yourself the, the snake lady, which means you go back and forth from the the, the land of uh, the dead and the living. So it, you... you believe you hear spirits you believe you see spirits they're they're reality to you so you do it i do but i'm also very skeptical to a lot of stuff because obviously i don't believe in everything that's going on and i do like spirit to you know if i'm communicating with them to give me good some good facts you know i mean because otherwise i'm going to be a complete rubbish psychic if i'm sitting there talking to someone and they can't take any of the information but yeah i see where you're coming from yes i do believe in a lot of stuff but i'm also quite open and quite skeptical as well but i suppose that's what makes us human Okay, so uh, when you go to Liverpool, do you uh, see the ghosts of the Beatles or any famous ghosts? That was a, a question, actually, from the chat room. 
Um, I have um, encountered, I was at the, a place called the Jacaranda in Liverpool and um, I was doing a psychic evening there and I didn't, to be honest with you, even though it's only across the water from me, I didn't, because of my age, um, I didn't really know the Beatles that well. I heard the music, but I didn't know them, um, you know, all of them that much. So when I got a communication, um, I believe it was with John Lennon himself. I didn't know he'd even played in the in the club, um, and I'd connected. And um, believe it or not, I connected in the back of a taxi on the way home, and um, I just thought I was going completely nuts. <laughs> um, and he'd said his name was John Lennon, and he was going on about um, his wife, who's going on about his artwork, that sort of thing. So yes, I have had a communication with one of the Beatles. Okay, and that makes it. That always, you know, it always freaks me out because you never really hear too much about people connecting with, you know, really famous ghosts. And what, like Michael uh, Jackson. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Everybody. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, yeah, you see, you just said you don't hear about famous ghosts, and yet you open the newspaper almost on a weekly basis, mm. and uh, we've got Michael Jackson. I mean, popping up all over the place. Seriously. Apparently so. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people apparently that are reincarnated into Michael Jackson. Or even uh, I, uh, Derek Acora did a, a series of seances on British television. Um, mm. Was it about two, two, two years ago, three years ago now? About where three he, years ago, yeah, yeah. Where he actually channeled the the spirit of Michael Jackson. Oh, interesting. I mean, of course, Chris Fleming, the premise of his show, Dead Famous, was to contact famous ghosts and go to the, their haunts and so forth. But, uh, I, you know, I'm glad you brought up Derek Akura because, you know, Derek, uh, I really enjoyed him. Uh, what other people think, I don't really care. Uh, I enjoyed him, and he was the one that, that really taught me about uh, uh Guardian, uh, not Guardian, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Wendy? The, the spirit Sam. that actually... Sam, yeah, I, I don't I forget what he, they call him. Oh, spirit guide. Spirit guide, that's right. I, mm. I mean, that when I first saw him, I thought that was, like, totally crazy. And then, it, since I've been doing this and, and doing so much research on it, now I understand it more where... I mean, and it's kind of a cool effect, too. It makes sense. So if you do have a spirit guide and they're in that spirit world, wouldn't they be able to connect to the spirit uh, much better than us on the other side from the other realm? Well, yeah, I suppose they would. I don't, I just want to, it's on the same subject, but I just want to throw something else in yeah, there. No, go, whatever you want. This, um, this is all open someone had put up on my facebook a couple of weeks ago um that it's lovely all these psychics and mediums and everything else but why don't they ask the simple questions to spirit and that is you know how is it over there whereabouts are you you know um and and you know the the, the list of questions which we don't really ask because we're too busy getting a connection to to say right you know this is how they've passed over this you know i mean when did they pass what time did they pass you know that the, there is somebody did actually ask a lot of these questions and i thought well she's got a good point really you know um where are you what part are you are you in a different dimension are you in a different you know um time lapse are you so you i've these sort of questions that was asked, and I thought, well, you know, I'm going to test this one out because they're actually right. You know, we're all too busy with the paranormal world that we should be asking this sort of things. Do you know, well, that's anyways, just a, that, that... a whole topic of conversation, but the pizza bell went right through the middle of it, unfortunately. <laughs> that's right. Um, that means uh, the pizza from the dead is here. That was the doorbell, of course, so which means we have to wrap it up. So, Wendy, do you want to give out any of your uh, 
websites or where can people get a hold of you and so forth? Yeah, just um, grab hold of me, Wendy Binks, or grab hold of Lady Snake or Snaky Spooky Investigations. That's my um, paranormal page. Ooh, that's just open. Snaky, snaky Snaky Spooky s- invest- Investigations, yeah. Oh, I like that. Snaky Spooky Investigations. So SSI, the New England version of the Snaky Spooky Investigation Society coming soon to a plagiarized website near you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, Wendy, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show, uh, you know, and, and sharing the madness with us. Uh, you know, it, it's not easy for me to be here every week with Steve. Uh, it's, you know, it's certainly a trial, and uh, I appreciate you helping me ease the pain. So. Oh, thanks for having me on. He bursts the scars so well, doesn't he? You're both nuts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but we burnt down the White House and Capitol building. Yeah. I'll say no more. What's an accident? I just want to do do that camera obscure thing, Steve. If I get over there, we have to do that. And we get Wendy come out, and she can do like a little spell and, and, you know, Ron, you do know you, like cool. you can buy a camera obscura. Get out. You can buy it. Google it. You can buy one. They're, they're not frighteningly expensive. You can actually make one for probably less than $100. That's kind of cool. I might, oh. I might incorporate that into my dead chamber, which, of course, is the... Put one into that apartment really... on the beachfront in um, Mass. And speaking about that, uh, the tunes are coming, and I know we have to go, but you'll be over here very shortly with a whole series of uh, yeah, amazing events, next week events, for the big promo show. Yeah, there you go. So uh, check out the events at uh, anyghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, and you can uh, see where Steve will be and, and uh, his sidekick, Mr. Him. Cal Cooper. <laughs> So, Wendy, thank you so much. And from all of us here at Ghost Chronicles International, we'll say good night and God bless. Stay thirsty, my friends. Adios. From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.